0: Short story. I'm making mine. Imogene trudged down the porch steps of her sister's farmhouse, doing a quick kindness and her civic duty. She crossed the yard, lugging two large bags to the burn barrel, while pattering footsteps followed close behind. She hoped it wasn't the murdering demon that had kept her up half the night, sending some unknown critter to its untimely end, Hey, auntie, let me help you with that. Without so much as a by-your-leave or an explanation that the trash bag was white and the goodwill bag was black, Lucy flung the two bags over the edge of the canister where they landed with a definite thud. Lucy, medium-height, dyed jet-black hair, pale skin, and wearing a man's tank top over artistically torn shorts, clapped imaginary dirt off her grubby 16-year-old hands and grinned. I have something important to tell you. Tugging the black bag back out of the barrel, Imogene grunted her version of, well, get it over with. Her posture, decidedly more formal, hands on hips, shoulders back, and her eyebrows bunched, Lucy launched her declaration like a night missile into rebel territory. I'm going evil. Really bad. It's a choice, and I'm making mine. Maxwell Smart's voiceover played in Imogene's head. For niceness instead of evil. She flung the salvage bag over her shoulder and tromped across the wet grass, her damp shoes sliding with each step. Lucy pranced alongside, wringing her hands into unnatural whiteness. Didn't you hear me? Imogene stopped at her car door and dropped the bag on the gravel driveway. "I'm doing my absolute best to ignore you. Now, go inside to your mother and break her heart after every good thing she's done for you. I have to drop this off a of good will before they close, or I'll be stuck driving it to mass in the morning with old man Davy and his wife pretending they don't notice a thing. Would it bother them so much if you had an old bag in your car? They wouldn't care, really, but they'll have nothing to talk about, so they'd ask, and then I'd have to explain that I stopped by my sister's place yesterday, being today, and it would slip out that my niece tried to burn the blinking thing before I could get it to goodwill. A microcosm of a grin twitched over Lucy's face. So you wouldn't tell them that I've gone evil? You tried to burn a donation to charity. Enough said, honey. A prolonged sigh followed Lucy as she directed her feet to the porch steps. No one understands me. Least of all you, child, Imogene swung the bag onto the back seat and plunked her body before the steering wheel. She drove down the lane at the moderately safe speed of 40 miles per hour. Pulling into our driveway, Chansey, Imogene's Irish setter and sorry excuse for house security, bounded forward. What does one say to a happy-go-lucky dog? What she always said. Yes, I love you, but don't jump. It's bad manners. Ignoring not only manners, but decency itself, Chancy scrabbled forward and propped her muddy paws on Imogene's clean pants. Glad I already made my goodwill run. They'd have offered me clothes if I'd arrived like this. She blew a stray lock of her hair from her face and stepped around three cats prancing in her path. In the kitchen, she surveyed the wreckage. Though it happened every time she left the house, it always took her by surprise the fresh mess. And of course, neither Carl nor the kids would know how it happened. crumbs, a jelly smear, a dollop of peanut butter, a couple of stray raisins, and a banana peel informed her of recent culinary adventures. Brad, undoubtedly. The boy was growing faster than poison ivy around the utility pole. Not his fault, nor his dad's. Not mine either, come to think of it. She shook her head. But your mom has a lot to answer for. Her 65-year-old husband, with a hint of arthritis in his joints, lumbered into the room. A good 20 pounds overweight and sporting the unshaved look, Carl swallowed the last of what smelled like the missing banana and offered a half wave. Jane hightailed it to work an hour late and Joe's gone off with friends to a game, had to eat early, so I made sure he got some fruits and vegetables. Imogene wrung out a wet dishcloth and rounded up the crumbs. How's that? I made him add raisins and corn chips to his PBJ. She brushed the crumbs into the trash and started on the dirty dishes. Why would he agree to that? Sounds terrible. He wanted 20 bucks. Nothing for free in this world, Carl leaned against the counter and appeared to mull over the ponderous truth he'd just revealed to the world. Imogene wiped her hands on a dry towel and stared fixedly at her husband. You bribed your grandson to eat our good food with your hard-earned money? Carl let that sink in. Yep, that's about the size of it, he patted her shoulder. But I've been busier than a bee in springtime. Got that raccoon carcass buried past the fence line, fixed the wobbly back step, and put a chuck roast in a pan with garlic, onions, carrots, and some of our new potatoes. Pride shining through his eyes, he opened the oven door. Just waited till you got home to turn it on. Shouldn't take long. Pleased, but stuck on the words, raccoon carcass. Imogene flashed a falling star smile. Would you, Barry? She tilted her head to the left. Her hearing had never been good, but after today, she seriously debated the benefits of a hearing aid. You know, the coon that lost the big battle last night? I heard the battle. I just didn't know who the participants were or who won. Didn't see any winner badges. Just a loser, stiff as a board in the garage this morning, though he was laid out near Chancey's food bag. Chancey has never killed anything in her life. Too silly. Carl shrugged. Everyone has their limits. Guess old Coon pushed them too far. Imogene planted a kiss on her husband's cheek, pressed the bake button until it read 400, then started toward her bedroom. I'm going to change out of these clothes and lay down a moment. She stopped and glanced over her shoulder. Lucy told me that she's going evil now. Picked out clothes to match and everything. Carl snorted. Yeah, good luck with that. Imogene turned around and propped her hand on the counter. She said it was her choice. Shaking her head, she tried to toss Lucy's baby picture out of her mind. We never considered that option. Carl started for the back door. Oh, yes, we did. Just didn't tell anyone. Not like kids today. Good Lord, they tell everyone everything. And why is that? Don't know, honey. Carl passed out the door and creaked down the back steps. Later that night, as she lay in bed, Imogene had to give it to her husband. Her belly felt as satisfied with dinner as it had ever been. She enjoyed resting comfortably in her husband's embrace. Sometimes his ways sent shivers of irritation through her whole body. But right now, perfect calm flooded her being. The thaw feel of his arms around her middle, fitting together as perfectly as spoons in the kitchen drawer. After a day of small duties, work challenges rose from the murky depth of thoughtless minds. She closed her eyes and settled her heart to the drum roll of raindrops against the window pane. No murdering demons tonight.